You've already mentioned a little bit about the COVID situation, which of course has been a crisis for our society, but for a lot of businesses as well. And really crisis can occur at any time, right? I mean, we couldn't predict COVID. Who knows when the next crisis happens, whether it has to do with something happening with a client or whether it happens to do with something like a pandemic. But in times of crisis, what do leaders need to do differently in those times? Well, you know, you and I have through our careers have had good times and bad. Never have we seen, and at least I haven't, something that changed so dramatically that had such a massive impact all the way up the chain, all the way down the chain, including, you know, my customer and their customer and so forth. And so the silly expression, high tide raises all boats, right? When business is good, little things kind of get ignored and revenues or profitability can mask a lot of stuff. This crazy crisis that we are in, this pandemic has forced us to really be exposed as leaders. So what the hell are you going to do about it, right? You don't have revenue and, you know, adjusting people and costs and taking out people of our businesses through no fault of their own and all those kind of things. And so I quite honestly believe when these kind of things defaulting to and the crisis exposes who we really are, humility, sincerity, honesty, transparency, involved, engaged. If I'm sitting at my home calling shots while other people are potentially in harm's way or working the plants. I think we got back to that. You're always on stage. This is the time for leadership to step up and we see real leaders. And it's not just in a business, right? You see what's going on in our philanthropic dynamics and those charities that are, they've lost their revenue streams and you've got to find another way, right? And so I just think that's what's so really important, that concept of empathy, of truly understanding, because you and I can have a conversation, but I got no idea what's going on behind your wall, what you're dealing with in your family and your health and on and on and on. And and that's a real skill that I think you can work on. You know, some people have intuitively are like that, but teaching people how to be empathetic, sincere leaders is critical. Yeah, huge. I love that. The last question before the fun question that I'd like to ask you. Is about the next generation of leaders, right? I mean, we are both on the older half of the leadership world, perhaps in some ways, but when you hear about people talking about that next generation, what gets you excited about that? How can we best empower younger leaders towards success? You know, when you sent me the question, I I thought of two things immediately. First and foremost, my kids and their friends, and now even younger, are incredibly good at multitasking. You know, the first video games that you and I probably played and me before you was Pong, right? So all we did was watch the thing go back and forth and we had action and reaction. The video games, the education, the stuff on the internet, the way these young people can think in five, six, seven dimensions, do 10 things at the same time is going to take a very different leader in the future to make sure that it's effective and focused of how to, but that's a skill and an attribute of the next generation that is very different than mine and definitely than my parents and their generation. The Mm. second thing that I really think is topical, but it's also, I think, really timely is this issue of inclusion and uh, diversity. And I heard a speech recently by a bank executive, a gentleman that had gone through a transformation to a woman. And I love the way he summarized it. He said, diversity is fact. Inclusion is a choice. Mm. And so I think today's generation, I can only speak for the ones I have exposure to and my kids, they don't see color or discrimination the way maybe I might have saw some of it. Now, I can't be too general because different parts of the world are different, but my son's friends, he doesn't see a black, a white, a brown, or a green. He sees Freddie. And so Mm -hmm. I think today's young people and their ability to see on a broader scale, their ability to influence social cognizance and so forth, hopefully has really exciting stuff for our future about how we really deal ultimately with that decision or choice around true inclusion. And the ability now for them to communicate with people they've never met, to find a way to build a trust with somebody somewhere that they've never met that has common likes and so forth. 
I think will help, you know, knit this world together and hopefully in a much better place. Because, you know, we've seen in recently really ugly situations and, you know, what we haven't seen is probably even worse. So I look forward to that as being a whole next letter devil generation of how do we get the world to play together as opposed to this whole discriminatory dynamic we've had to do. Yeah, I like that because diversity is a fact. It's not going away. In fact, we're becoming a more and more diverse world, right? And so we need to be making that intentional choice for inclusion. I like that. So I was at uh, like a Safeway or a Costco recently and I ran into a guy and we were having this conversation and he asked me the question. He said, well, what's a Canadian anymore, right? You look around, right? There's every size, shape, color. What's a Canadian? We're all bloody Canadians, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, I like that. That's good. So the final question, a little bit of a fun one. We'll try it here, Paul. And if it doesn't go very good, if it, because it might stretch your brain a little bit, we can cut it out and I'll ask a backup question. But let's just imagine for a second that they're making a movie of your life. Okay. So whether it needs a movie or not, you know, I'm not saying, but let's say they're making a movie of your life. Which actor plays oh, Paul Subri? I don't know. You know, I had somebody in a recent discussion ask me, you know, kind of what do you want to be known or remembered for? And look, I didn't put any man on the moon and I haven't won a Stanley Cup and I haven't, whatever. <laughs> I've been really fortunate to be involved with businesses that have done really well and done globally. And so, you know, I hope the actor, if we ever got there, heaven forbid, would be somebody that would be seen as, you know, genuine and sincere mm. and that fundamentally cares about the outcome and the people as opposed to back to whether I got the goal or you got the goal kind of thing. And, you know, that Tom Hanks kind of character that is so, you know, there's a believability and a genuineness to it, you know? Yeah. I like that. And I never know how people are going to respond to my <laughs> surprise questions, but I think you nailed that one pretty good. So good job on that one, Paul. So thank you. <laughs> And Paul, you know, thanks for joining me. I know with these interviews, when I talk to these great leaders like yourself, I feel like we could probably talk forever around some of these things because I can tell you have a heart for it. I can tell you have a passion for it. I do myself, but trying to keep these bite-sized tidbits for some of those other leaders out there who can gain value from hearing what you had to say. So thank you for sharing that. For all the listeners who are listening to this, if you haven't listened to some of the other episodes, listen to those, but hopefully you took some notes here from listening to Paul the key thing is leadership. It's about being intentional, it's growing and becoming better at what you do and who you are. And so keep doing that. Paul, thanks again. All the best with the work you're doing at New Flyer. And because you're a you know Canadian Manitoba company, I wish the best for everything you're doing over there. I hope you continue to grow and be a world leader like you already are. Hey, Ben, I really appreciate the opportunity. I'll make a commercial and make a plug. I've been really lucky in my lifetime to get involved with charities and communities and philosophical type issues. And as a young leader, getting involved watching Harley Richardson manage a meeting, watch Mark Shipman control an agenda. This is free consulting. And so any young leader that really wants to learn, you know, it's a safe environment, get involved in community oriented stuff. You're giving back mm. and you're getting just as much from a learning because you're working and learning from other, you know, community leaders. And so to me, that's a really, really, it's free. So anyway, I appreciate the opportunity. Some, some great wise words to close us off. Thanks so much, Paul. All the best, to all of you watching and you as well, Paul. Thank you, Ben. I'll be well.